We are on Ksubis Lamed Gimel Amad Aleph on 33A3, and we are continuing our discussion of what happens in situations uh, where a person does an, a certain action, uh, where he does something wrong, and it leads to a punishment of lashes and a monetary payment. Uh, they only re- that person only receives one of the two punishments. Based on the Pasuk, the verse of Kedei Rishaso, they only receive one punishment, they do not receive two punishments. And the question is, which one do they receive? And we saw that there was an argument between Ula and Rabbi Yochanan about what the law would be in general. But they both agree in two cases that you would pay and that you would not receive lashes. Those two cases are Edim Zomimin, which is what we discussed uh, in the last class and we discussed last week. And also the case of Chovel Bechavero, the case where a person hits somebody else, uh, it causes a uh, damage, uh, and so they would have to pay uh, for what uh, what loss they, they created. Um, and in addition to that, it's hitting, and hitting is a negative commandment with a punishment of Malchus, of lashes, and the law is that they would have, everybody would agree, in that case they pay and they do not receive lashes. Um, and we brought sources for both of those ideas, uh, and now we're going to bring one additional source, one additional opinion who has a different source of how we know that when a person causes a wound to somebody else that they pay and they do not receive lashes. But in order to explain the Gemara, a little bit of background, it's going to be a fascinating Gemara, uh, as we will see soon see, um, the Gemara will actually discuss which punishment is a... More difficult punishment, is it lashes or is it death? Which ultimately leads to the discussion of um, what, uh, what is a, a harder, harder for a person to deal with, uh, death or torture, really torture, pain, pain and suffering, which one's worse? So it's a very uh, interesting discussion that the Gemara will have momentarily. But before we even get there, uh, a little bit of background is that we know when it comes to uh, a person does an action which leads to the punishment of death and a monetary, uh, a monetary uh, obligation that they only receive the death penalty and they do not have to pay, um, and that comes from the following source that we've discussed this in the past. But that comes from the source that says that when a person is um, when a person is in a fight with somebody else and they intend to hit one person, in the end they hit um, the uh, a pregnant woman. Uh, so then, in that scenario where they hit a pregnant woman, so then, um, and it causes her to have a miscarriage. So the pasuk, the verse says that if it causes death to the to the to the mother, so then there is no payment, presumably because since he is deserving of the death penalty, which is also not so simple that he's deserving of the death penalty in that case because he does have intention to kill, but he has intention to kill one person. He accidentally uh, kills the pregnant woman. But yet, uh, the Gemara will get into this a little bit, but uh, there's an opinion that says that he's still deserving of the death penalty. And in such a scenario, he does not pay. The Pasuk, the verse says that if it doesn't cause a death to the mother, so then he pays for the loss of the miscarriage. The miscarriage itself is not viewed as, um, as, a, as a murder to receive the death penalty. Uh, but he would have to pay the monetary loss to the mother to the to the pregnant woman who just had a miscarriage as a result of being hit. Um, that, and so that's the source for the idea that if there's the death penalty because of what he did to the mother, therefore there is no payment. If he didn't uh, kill, kill the mother, so then he would have to pay for the miscarriage which he 
caused. Um, so there's going to be the Gemara will use that. We'll see one opinion of the Gemara will use this to say, you know what? Maybe, maybe we could also use that case for for a situation where um, where it doesn't cause death, but it just it, it, it creates a wound to the pregnant woman, and we see that by causing a wound, they still they would have to pay, and they wouldn't uh, seemingly they wouldn't receive lashes. Now we'll get to that in the Gemara in a second, but in order to receive either the death penalty or to receive lashes. You need to be warned beforehand. You need witnesses to warn you beforehand that you will receive the death penalty or you will receive lashes if you do this action. You need to be warned beforehand. So the Gemara will have a discussion. What happens if you are warned in one action? We don't know what you're about to do. Either uh, you're going to be killing somebody. Not you, sorry. A person uh, will be killing somebody. Or a person will uh, cause an injury. We don't know how far it will go. So what if two witnesses warn the person and say, listen, if you kill that, kill so-and-so in this action, you will receive that, you talking to that person will receive the death penalty. So does that warning include lashes? Is it already implicit in that warning saying, listen, we are warning this person who's about to do this action that if they do it, if they end up killing, so then they'll, they will get the death penalty. Maybe included in that is that the warning is not just for the death penalty, but the warning is for anything from the death penalty and anything of a lighter punishment within that, which would also be lashes, presumably. That the, the warning would also fit for lashes because it, it's basically it's as if they're saying, we are warning you that you can get the most strictest of punishments and anything in between, from nothing to anything in between, including lashes or is that not implied? Maybe that's not implied. Uh, when, a, when a person warns, do they have to say explicitly whatever the punishment might be? Do they have to say that, do they have to warn the person and say, listen, if you kill, the, if, 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 if you go ahead and kill somebody else, then you'll receive the death penalty. But if it's um, an injury, so then you'll receive lashes. Do they have to be explicit about every single possible punishment that, that this person will receive? Or is, does it suffice to say the the worst case scenario, and then everything in between, uh, anything less than that would also already be included. So that will be discussed in uh, the Gemara, and it'll have significant ramifications to our case, because if it includes everything in between, it also includes lashes, and then we also have a case here of lashes. Let's see the Gemara inside. Rav Shisha, of Idi Amar. Rav Shisha, the son of Rav Idi, says, we're in 33A3 in the first column in the article of Gemara, that... If a person wound causes a, a wound to his friend, so then he pays for the loss that he caused, but he does not receive lashes. How do I know? From the following. The verse says that when you have two people who are fighting and they accidentally hit a pregnant woman and she has a miscarriage, it's discussing a fight where um, he was trying to kill his fellow friend, this was with ramifications to the death penalty. Um, and it says that if he causes death and the woman is killed, so then he also is des- he's deserving of the death penalty. This person who kills the pregnant uh, woman is deserving of the death penalty. So what's the case here? How is this person deserving of the death penalty? What's the case? If... 
the witnesses did not warn this person, so then why is he deserving of the death penalty? A person can only receive the death penalty if, if that person is warned. El must be that it's a case where they, they warned him. And the Gemara is assuming, at least in the question stage, and says, well, if the witnesses warned this person and said that if you go ahead and, and act this way and you, and you kill somebody, so then you will receive the death penalty, included within that, as soon as the Gemara is not just the death penalty, but even if he doesn't cause death, but he causes uh, physical harm and physical injury, so then he should receive lashes. It includes everything from death and anything else that's not as strict as death, which would include lashes. And so, uh, so our case is a case of a warning both for the death penalty and for lashes, even though lashes wasn't stated explicitly, but it was implicitly implied. Uh, and yet the verse says that, uh, let's say, Nobody dies, but he causes an injury, so then he has to pay. He pays and he doesn't receive lashes. This is our proof. This is our proof to the fact that if a person hits somebody else, uh, even if they're warned, if they hit somebody else, they have to pay and they do not receive lashes. That seems to be a pretty good proof. So Maskefla Ravashi, Ravashi says, hold on a second. There's a few assumptions here. First of all, number one, how do you know? That when a person gives a warning, this is an assumption here that you said that uh, that the witnesses gave a warning about the death penalty because it's clearly we're discussing in the, in the verse a, a situation of a potential death penalty. So there, there's a warning about a death penalty. But who says that it also includes any other punishment which is lighter than the death penalty? Who said that? Maybe for every punishment, the witnesses have to state explicitly that, that there, there's a chance that you'll receive this punishment. If you continue through with this, you'll receive punishment A and punishment B and punishment C. You have to, the witnesses have to state the death penalty, lashes, they would have to state what the, what the possibilities are. How, how does, why is the, why are you assuming, he asks on the, on this opinion that we just quoted, that it's, uh, an implicit warning would suffice. Furthermore, imtim tulum rahava, even if you want to say that it does work, that if a warning for the death penalty includes within it a warning for lashes, because lashes is viewed as a lighter punishment. The following is a fascinating gemara now. How do we know that the death penalty is viewed as a more stringent punishment than lashes? Wild! The Gemara here is assuming, it's asking, that it could be that lashes is a more severe punishment than death. How could that be? Uh, and uh, some of the commentators say that, uh, they quote from elsewhere, that we know, we know with uh, certainty that the death is viewed as a more stringent punishment than, than lashes, they quote from elsewhere, but the Gemara here really is assuming, is suggesting at least, uh, that lashes might be viewed as more severe. Why? Dilma Malkus Chamer, moving on to Lama Gimel Bay's 33b1, the Amarab, Ilmale Nagdua Lechanan Mishal Bazaria, Pachulotama. They say, wait a minute, there's a story, there's a story in the end of the book of Daniel, in the middle of the book of Daniel, um, where Hanan and Mishal Bazaria, three people were basically uh, forced to uh, serve and uh, bow down to an idol. And if they, if they didn't bow down to that idol, so then uh, they would be thrown into a fire. And they decided that they, they did what they were supposed to do. You know, one of the big three is idol worship. And so they had to give up their lives and they were, they were, they were thrown into the fire. Okay, so the Gemara here is saying, well, these three people, let's say... It wasn't about being thrown into the fire and dying, but let's say it would be about lashes and it would be about torture. So then they would not give up their lives 
They or sorry, they would not be tor- They would not be get tortured. They would bow down to this to this idol. They would bow down to this idol. So we see from here, says the Gemara, that uh, torture is worse than actual death. Torture would be viewed as worse than actual death. That's what the Gemara asks. Now let's just take a break for one second. This is a fascinating Gemara. A few points here. Uh, Tosos already points this out and says, "How does the Gemara know that they wouldn't?" Uh, accept the torture and instead that they would bow down to an idol who said who said that maybe maybe they have to accept the torture we know of other cases we know of Rabbi Akiva other rabbis who have been tortured and they didn't give in to idol worship so how do we know that they would give in um, they would give in to idol worship and that they would be tortured and so Tosis explains you know what the case of Hanani Mishal and Azariah it wasn't really idol worship it wasn't really idol worship it, it was a statue of some sorts, but it wasn't really representing uh, a god. Um, and so it wasn't really idol worship, which now becomes even more fascinating. So it wasn't idol worship, which is why they wouldn't give up, uh, why they, they, they wouldn't be tortured for this. They would, they would accept uh, the torture. and uh, Sorry, they wouldn't accept the torture. They would bow down as opposed to accept the torture because it's not really idol worship. But if it was torture, uh, sorry, if it was idol worship, I apologize. If it was idol worship, so then... They would accept the torture, just like Rabbi Akiva. That's what Toso seems to imply. Not everybody agrees, but that's what Toso seems to imply. Uh, but furthermore, they in fact did give up their lives. And yet, according to Toso, this is not idols worship. And they gave up their lives. How could they give up their life? So Toso seems to be of the opinion that they were allowed, and it was uh, honorable to give up a per- for a person to give up their life, even though it's not one of the big three. The big three is idol worship, Adultery and um, and murder, uh, but anything else we know that you're supposed to live for. You're supposed to violate uh, uh, the Torahs in order to live. Yet Tosa says, but it will be acceptable and honorable to give up your life because that's what Hanan Mishal and Azariah did, and it wasn't a case of idol worship, uh, which is fascinating. The Rambam Maimonides disagrees. He disagrees completely, uh, and he says that no, a person is not allowed to give up their life, uh, even if it's to violate. Uh, to make sure that they don't violate the Torah? No. Unless it's the big three. When it's the big three, you give up your life. But if it's not the big three, you are not allowed to give up your life. You do, we tell you, violate the Torah uh, and stay alive. Um, and this is a big argument between Tosos and the Rambam. It has uh, um, major ramifications, uh, perhaps even historical ramifications. Uh, but this is a big argument between the two. One last point before we continue is that this whole discussion about what is um, viewed as more severe, torture, being in pain versus death, will have is also is, is one of the key, key Gemaras that, that when um, many questions are asked about uh, end-of-life situations where a person is, um, is in pain, a person, God forbid, is in pain, uh, and uh, there's certain medications that they could use to reduce the pain, but it could cause them to die... At, Earlier, are they allowed to do that? Are they not allowed to do that? Right now, it's not the, the time. We don't have enough time to really go into it. Uh, but this Gemara is actually uh, one of the primary sources that's used to deal, with that, to deal with that issue. Either way, getting back to our topic. Basically, do we really have a proof to say that in a situation where, where the verse was talking about a case of a, of a death penalty uh, for hitting the pregnant, uh, the pregnant woman? So it could be that if you don't cause death, um, so then, does the warning also include 
lashes? The Gemara wants to suggest maybe not. Maybe there's no proof that we're dealing with a case of lashes either. So the Gemara has one last objection. One last suggestion. Sorry, this is an answer to the question. And it says, you can't bring me a proof from Hananiah, Mishal, and Azariah. Why? You're suggesting, the Gemara is suggesting that, ah, oh, by Hananiah, Mishal, and Azariah, they gave up their life so that they wouldn't bow down to this idol. But they would bow down if it was in the face of torture. There's a difference between torture, where you never know when it's going to end, as opposed to lashes. Lashes. There are 39 lashes. There's no more than 39 lashes. Uh, so you know that there'll be an end point. But by torture, maybe they, they, they won't, uh, uh, they won't uh, go through the torture <coughs> because they don't know when it's going to end. But maybe a person uh, would prefer lashes over death because lashes has an end point. It's after the 39. Okay. Continues the Gemara. One last objection to the previous proof. Again, the proof was that we had this, the case where a person was in a fight with somebody else. They accidentally, instead of hitting the, the, the person that they wanted to hit, they hit a pregnant woman. And it could be that it doesn't cause death. It didn't cause the, the woman to die, but he, he injured this woman. And it could be that the warning could have included also lashes. And, and yet the verse says... Uh, that uh, the the verse says that uh, you pay and you do not receive lashes. So we see from here that you'd have to pay and not receive lashes. The last objection here is that maybe we're not really dealing with the death penalty in this case because there's a big discussion, as we mentioned in the beginning, that when a person has a mind to hit somebody else and to kill somebody, one person, person A, and, and instead they kill person B, so there's a discussion. Is that person deserving of the death penalty or not? According to one opinion, yes. According to the Rabbanon, uh, the majority, yes. It's a case, it's a capital crime. According to Rebbe, it's, no, it's not a capital crime. So who says there's even any warning for that if, with, regards to the, with regards to the pregnant woman? Uh, because there it's just a, it's, it's, it's a monetary fine, but it's not, deserving of, it's not deserving of the death penalty. So that's another objection. So in the end, in the end of the day, we have many objections to this. So the Gemara wants to conclude with a different source. Very similar, similar idea, but a different source. We have the following source. The verse is talking about if you have two people who are fighting and one hits the other one and the person doesn't die but uh, they, are, they are injured and we're not sure whether or not the person is going to live or not. They're in the hospital and we don't, we're not sure if that person who was hit is going to live or not. So what happens if he's, he survives and he's able to to uh, to get up and, and continue living. So that the person who hit him is absolved. The person who hit him is now is now uh, is now free is now free. Nothing happens. At least there's no there's no death penalty uh, to the person who who hit him. So the Gemara says, wait. What what were, what were we thinking exactly? Um, I, you're going to tell me that if if the person didn't die, so then the person who hit him is still deserving of the death penalty. No, the person who, who the, the the victim is is walking is out of, out of the hospital. We would never kill him. So what does it mean that he's free? Basically, what happens is that while this person is in the hospital, the one who was hit is in the hospital. We're not sure if that person is going to survive or not. So we lock up. We put in jail uh, the attacker. The attacker we put in jail. We wait to see if the person doesn't survive. 
so then he's deserving of the death penalty. If he does survive, so then he has to pay. He has to pay all of the financial loss, all of the losses that, that he caused to this person. Um, so says the Gemara, hey, what's the case? So the same idea that we had before. If the witnesses did not warn the attacker, why would he ever get the death penalty? The witnesses gave the warning and said that if you kill him, so then, if, then you would get the, the death penalty. Uh, the Gemara now assumes in the question, included in that warning is not just the death penalty, but also if you don't kill him, if he survives, so then you should receive lashes, which is what happens when a person hits somebody else and they don't die, they should receive lashes. And yet the verse says you pay and don't receive lashes. So we see from here that within one action where you would have to pay for the for the for the loss that you caused, uh, for the, all the injuries, uh, versus the lashes, you would have to pay and you would not receive lashes. Same idea, similar idea, but this time... We get around some of the problems because it's not a case where you intend to hit one person, you hit somebody else. It's all the same person. But we have the same objections. Other objections are the same that we had before. Who said that when a person, when witnesses warn somebody else about the death penalty also includes anything which is lighter? Maybe it's not true. Maybe for each punishment you have to say explicitly what that punishment is. The same idea that we had before. And also, who said that receiving lashes is viewed as a lighter punishment? Maybe it is a, maybe it is a stricter punishment because it's a form of torture. And we had, the, the Gemara has the same response back. No. When it comes to the thirty-nine lashes, there's an endpoint, so it's it's not uh, it's not a complete torture. When it's torture, maybe torture is worse than death, but this the thirty-nine lashes is not worse than death. One other question that the Gemara has: Masivla Rav Mari, Mimai de Bemezid Vinika Mikitala, Dilma Bishogeg Vinika Migalas. How do we know? Asks uh, this last question: Is how do we know that we're talking about even in this case? That we're talking about the death penalty again. The cases where a person attacks somebody else uh, and hits them, and uh, they in the hospital, they're uh, and we're not sure if the person's going to survive or not. And we say that if the person dies, so then something, something. The Gemara assumed that it was the death penalty. Uh, sorry, if the person dies, so something. We assume it's the death penalty, and if he survives, so then he goes out free. He would have to just he would have to pay for the damages, but he goes out free. Who said as the Gemara that we're talking about the death penalty? Nowhere in the in the Torah does it say that it's referring to the death penalty. Maybe it's referring to where a person hit and and attacked him by accident. When you cause a death by accident, so then the punishment is not the death penalty. It's a different punishment where they have to go uh, into exile, really, to one of the Ari Miklat, one of the cities of refuge, where they they have to stay there, uh, which is a whole separate topic. But it's not the death penalty. So how do you even know we're talking about the death penalty here? Maybe we're not even talking about the death penalty. Kasha, in the end of the day, we don't have a real source. We have so many objections that we don't have a real source. Uh, we had the original source that we had last week about uh, how do we know that you pay and you don't, do not receive lashes when a person hits somebody else. But we don't have, we don't have a real source from the different sources that we brought today. Uh, fascinating Gemaras that we, that, uh, that we just uh, discussed. Uh, but at the end of the day, we don't have a clear source for, for this idea, except for the source that we had from uh, last week's class from last week's uh, Duff.